Good morning, beloved. Zelda Miller with your spiritual soul food for Faith-Filled Friday. To God be the glory. He woke us up this morning, brought us through another week. Like I've said on yesterday, my endeavor is not to hold you long. So let's get right to it. Let us pray. Father God, as again, we come before your throne. We come before your mercy. God, we're thanking you today, Father God, for you are great. You are marvelous. God, you are beyond the very words that may come out. We cannot even comprehend. We cannot obtain words, Father God, that are that are great enough to, to allow us to tell you how wonderful you are. But God, with what we have, we will just tell you thank you. God, we, we haven't done all that you've assigned to our hand, but God, we are grateful that you woke us up, that you give us another opportunity. We walk today in hope, a certain expectation that since you allowed us to wake, that there is opportunity to succeed. God, we are thankful, God, that you have done this, God. You allowed us, Father God, to see another day. You blessed us above millions. And Father God, we ask now that you would be in the midst of what we are endeavoring to do, that is to give your name glory, to shed the light upon your revelation, God, to to let the world know the very mighty God that we serve. And we ask it all in the only name that matters, the rich, powerful, miraculous, loving name of Jesus, who is our Christ. Amen, amen, and amen. Listen, I shared on yesterday, amen, we were looking at Psalm 1, but I want to include now uh, uh, James, James 1, and we can jump right down. Uh, No, let's go to the first verse, and I'm reading from the New International Version. It says, James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. He writes to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. What that means is that he's talking to the church, the 12 tribes, the children of Israel, who had come out of Egypt, who had left the world and were now, uh, because of their sin, because of their misdeeds, because of them missing the mark that God had established it, that they were now scattered among the nations. The nations means the world, the heathen, the Gentile, the unsaved. He tells them now, consider it pure joy, not happy, Joy. Consider it pure joy. Joy comes from God. The Bible says that the joy that we have, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. So it tells us now how to obtain this joy. Consider it joy. This is where my joy, because the joy of the Lord is my strength. See, we got to learn to, 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 to obtain the word, live in the word, speak the word, become the word. So it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, talking to the body of Christ, the blood washed, born to the 12 tribes. All right. Whenever you face, whenever, that means it is coming, that whenever, not if ever, whenever you face, face trials of many kind because you know, watch this, the testing. Testing is kind of a tricky word because it assumes that 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 the answer is not known. This is not a test. That God is not testing because he doesn't know. But what God is trying to do is move you to a place where you know what is in you. Consider that the, 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 the narrative of, of Job. God knew at the beginning what the end would be. There is, there is a space in there which is called the permissive will, also our free will, when we can go to the left. But God always gives us another road, another pathway to come to the right. So here it is. When we face, whenever we face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing 
the trying, the moving elevation of your faith produces. This is right here. It tells you right here that the things you're going through, testing of your trusting God, faith, the definition is trusting God, produces. It brings forth a fruit called perseverance. And then verse four says, let this perseverance, this, this, this being able to withstand some. And let me pause right there. You see it in the world. The people today are young people, nothing against them. We're just making an observation that they have lost the perseverance. They can't take the sun. They can't take someone's sayings because we have made them that way. When they go to school, they, they, they not pushed to be the best or the give. They're the push to be there. They have social promotion. They have participation awards. We're celebrating you for just being here. Well, that's okay. But it's making us less than persevering. Let perseverance. There's a reason why we have to press because it finishes work so that you may be what? Mature. Mature doesn't mean old. It just means that you have come through. Mature means moving towards a place of perfection, elevation. That's what maturity is. You don't have to be old to be mature. You can be young and be mature in a thing. We have we have young people who are proficient in a thing. They have matured in that thing. They have moved towards perfecting that thing. It says that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any you watch this, here it is. If any of you lack, this is important because even now when we go to Proverbs, it talks about this thing. If any of you lack wisdom. You should ask of God. This is where we're going to rest our hat. Wisdom, wisdom, not the world's wisdom, because the world's wisdom is polluted by the things of the world. It would have you to think the way of the world. But Jesus tells us that the the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Why? So that I can see clearly. I can hear clearly. I'm no longer bound to the law of sin and death. I'm no longer directed by the things of this world. But now I'm hearing from God Almighty. Listen, when you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, he comes in. And now he is the first word. He is the receptor. He is speaking to us constantly. And it's up to you now to receive what he says. But he also says that if you lack, and the reality is that we do lack, we all lack wisdom. And wisdom is the application of the understanding and the knowledge. The knowledge is the information that comes to us everywhere. Knowledge is information, is data in the the vernacular of, of today. That's what knowledge is. It's not necessarily a spiritual concept. There is earthly knowledge. There is spiritual knowledge. There is, is all types of knowledge that comes our way. But this is where it's important that we now have to temper our knowledge with understanding. Understanding is, watch this, that which I stand under. Ask yourself, what do you stand under? Well, as for me, I stand under the word of God. It is my governance. It is my guidance. It is my protection. The word of God is everything because it is the word of God that caused. Oh, Lord, listen to what I'm saying. It is the word of God that caused everything to be that is to be. The Bible says that God in Genesis that he stepped into the midst of nothingness put his foot down and began to speak everything into existence. The word even says that Jesus 
is that word. Jesus now, everything has been created by him and for him. For he is what? The living word. See how this thing connects. See, this is the reality that we have to find in this word. This is how we come out of that religious doldrum, that religious dogma that speaks these things and asks you to just blindly accept what they're saying. And a lot of it, listen, this is not a negative against. I'm just trying to show you something. Accept it for yourself. Doubt it for yourself. Question it for yourself. I relish that you question. Don't accept it because Elder Miller said it. Think for yourself. Be a Berean. Search the scripture. But when you do that, ask God to give you what? Wisdom. If any of you lack wisdom, what it says here, verse 5, you should ask God. And what will happen? God gives it generously without finding fault. And here's what I want to rest my hand. We have to stop finding fault. And the reality is that we can. Read James today. Read all, I think it's five chapters, very short, and you will see how we really are supposed to approach each other without condemnation, without finding fault, without backbiting. God now, he says, Jesus said, he has come not to condemn the world, but to save the world. Yes, but I think that's John 3, 17, right after 16, that God so loved the world that he gave. Then the one that he gave now tells Tells us that he didn't come to condemn, but but to but to set free. He didn't come, but but to save. And so we have to come out of that that condemnation. Go on and read. Uh, I, I want to think it's in the third, perhaps the fifth. But it talks even a Rahab. Rahab. If it had not been for Rahab, and watch this when you read it. Nowhere Rahab is in in the Hall of Fame of Faith because if it had not been for Rahab, we would not have Jesus. She is in the lineage of Jesus. My point is that Rahab, at no time, at no time does she stop what she's doing. I'm not saying I'm not trying to give anybody a free pass, but Jesus said that He came in the world. He now He does not take us out the world, but He comes in the world beside us. He stands with us. Now it's up to you now to be solid in that which you believe, that which you do. I I guess what I'm trying to say is this. We got to stop this condemnation because it's keeping uh, people of any place, any age, any keeps them from coming to the truth. They look everywhere. But when they come here, we start putting bondage on. We do just what the book says. We become Pharisees and Sadducees, forgetting that we were such as those. It used it. Matter of fact, it, it still is. Matter of fact, we become worse because we first came seeking with, with our dirty hands, looking to be cleaned. And when we began to get clean, now we want to get a, a holy attitude, not a healthy holy, but a holier than thou attitude. You know how they say, so holy that you're no earthly good, so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. will come out of that nonsense and realize that we all have sinned. And we, matter of fact, we all do sin. And come short of the glory of God. This James now even talks about, about your mouth. For out of your mouth comes blessings or cursing. Out of your mouth comes, 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 comes good or evil. Out of the same mouth. But he says now that we should bridle your mouth. That we need to tie that tongue. For that tongue is a, is a member of fire. Yes, beloved, you can kill with your words. Or you can give life. Listen. 
Come with me tonight, 6.30, right here, Facebook Live. I'm going to post a conference call number. We're going we're gonna to talk about it in depth. We're at 6.30, amen, Bible study. We're going we're gonna to work through, just not, not walking through, but we're going to just talk about it a little bit more. So anyway, once again, consider it pure joy when you go through what you go through. But come through with more faith, for it's your faith that will elevate you to that place that God has destined for you. We thank you. We bless you. God, we just want to lift you up, God. God, we want to speak life. God, we want to lay before you those who have, have lost loved ones, God. I, I don't speak from the, 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 the heart of my co-worker who lost a loved one. For all those who have lost loved ones, for all those who are sick, all those are, 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 are in dire situations, that, that somebody who may not have a roof over their head. God, we're standing in the gap for them. We're crying upon the wall. Lord God, open up ways, open up house, for you are able to do exceedingly abundantly. So God, we're asking now, Father God, that you make ways, that you lift up the heartbroken, the bereaved. We lift up those who are dealing with sicknesses, Father God, for your word declares that you are the God that healeth thee. Hallelujah. I thank you, God, for thou have healed my body. I thank you now, Father God, that that which you have done for me, you will do for others. So now I partner with all those who are struggling. We bring the blood of Jesus against diabetes, against high blood pressure. We bring the blood of Jesus against Alzheimer's and, and wrong thoughts and thinking. God, we lift up God, the positive mindset. That is the healing force. We Thank you now, Father God, for prosperity in the right way, God, a way that it brings you glory. We thank you right day today, Father God, for walking, Father God, in the fullness of your word. We thank you today for wisdom and righteousness. And we thank you, Father God, that we're coming to understand what your words mean for this power in your word, Father God. So we pray now, Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us. Let your word, Father God, be in our minds in our hearts. Let your word be written across our tongues, even engrave your words upon our palms of our hands, Lord God, that we will be doers and not just hearers. God, we love you today. We thank you today. We left, we bless you, we exalt you, we magnify you. Go with us and be with us. As you said, Father God, that we're standing upon your word, that you would never leave us nor forsake us. So we go out boldly, Father God, not in our might, but in the glory of you. Have your way in our lives, Father God. Bless as only you can, for it is in that name that we pray, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Beloved, until tonight, until the next time, tell somebody, amen. If this short thing is blessing you, I'm like I said, I'm not asking you to agreement, but I'm asking you to think. If you find error, if you find even some controversy, if you find a question, put it in the comments. I will answer. I promise we will find it. If I don't know it, listen, we will seek it out. We will come together and find this thing because it's too important to be walking willy-nilly, to be walking in error. God bless you. Have a smile. And remember, I love you, but God loves you best. Until next time.